On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome. That's yeah. number 206 for January 23rd, Tuesday, 2024. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. And I'm Tony B coming to you from New Jersey. It's yes, happening. we're back, right. baby. We're Woo! back. We've, back. Been, we've had a, a, an extended absence, and we'll explain why during this uh, time that we have together. Um, yes. And uh, get, we'll, we'll get caught up and, and uh, talk about plans for the future and tell you what's going on. But if you're joining live right now... We are broadcasting on the Cover Band Central Facebook page in the Cover Band Central Facebook group and on the Cover Band Central YouTube channel. And we're recording for the audio podcast as well. Yes. So people will be listening that way. Um, but if you're in here live right now at this time, 7.02 p.m. Central Time, come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. Like Chunk did. Chunk is in the house. What's up, Chunk? He just came in and said hello. Right. Um, Chunk is a part of the Cover Band Central team. He works on the website, and we're going to show you what the website looks like now. Tony, we made some changes. Yes, essential. Yes. Um, it wasn't – I'll explain why. It wasn't working. What What had happened was during the uh, pandemic, everybody's in their house, and a lot of people were having struggles with Facebook. And, uh, you know, all the uh, political talk and all that, people wanted to get away from it. So I decided, let's make Cover Band Central a social media kind of website, um, yep. which, you know, to, to mimic what, uh, Facebook, but without all the nonsense where you could just go in and plug, uh, promote your stuff and talk about issues like they do in the group or, uh, you know, just explore around the site. You could create groups. I made it ju- basically just like Facebook. And uh, what happened was it didn't work. It just it, it people are so used to Facebook and a lot of people said that too. It's like, I don't need another social media platform. I'm good. Sure. You know, I got Twitter, I got Facebook, I got everything on Instagram, TikTok. Um, they're like, I don't need another one. So a lot of people were reluctant to sign up. People did. I mean, we got about 10,000 signups on there. So we're still going to be in touch with those people. They're still going to be able to be a part of it, but the the whole social media concept, it just didn't work. And I had to finally come to terms with it and admit it. It's like, this is, this just isn't working. So yeah. So Chunk and I got our heads together and we figured out what we could do that we thought would be uh, much better for the community, for, uh, for me, for, uh, for everything all around. So we did that. So I'll show it to you um, in a minute, but we'll Chunk's the man to implement that, Steve. We know. Yeah. He's, he's the best man. He's a godsend for me. Uh, Time machines here from green Bay. What's up time machine. Nice to see you. Um, yeah, hope, hopefully other people come in, say hello, tell us where you're from. But yeah. uh, I'm psyched to be back, Tony, dude. I missed you. Yeah, me too, man. I missed me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we talked, but yeah, I missed, I, I missed us having our, our, weekly, our weekly gab. So 
It's good to be back for some hang time. Yeah. For some yeah. wisdom. Yeah, some wisdom. You never know what's going to come out of this. Uh, we never know. We don't plan all that much. No, we so don't. We just let it fly. So um, I guess let's get everybody caught up for the for the people who do listen to us on a regular basis. Our last episode was in, I think it was September, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, probably about that time. Yeah, it was about that time. Yeah, about four months ago, give or yeah. take. And so what happened was uh, I got an opportunity to do some more stuff with Cover Band Central on the social media side. And I needed to really put in a lot of time to do that. And I couldn't really – I was having trouble just focusing on – you know, doing all that stuff and like coming up with stuff for the podcast and trying to do all the editing and all that. So I decided, we decided, uh, you know, just to take a break for a while and see what happens. Um, I'm still doing all that stuff for Facebook. You know, if you see the page, you know that the, it's very busy. There's a lot of stuff going on. And the group too has grown like incredibly in the last few months. Um, so that was my reason. And then holidays came up, you know, and things happen and I'm playing and you're playing. And, uh, I and wanted the to... reality of the dire need and desire to get back to podcasts is overwhelmingly. Yeah. Resurfaced, and here we are. Yeah. And I, I wanted to upgrade the, the whole equipment. So I got a new mic and a uh, yep. new computer too. Um, uh, yes, I am chunk. He asked about this jumping the gun there. If I'm going to talk about my base getting stolen, but I might as well say it wow. now. Uh, yeah, last, um, not la this past weekend I took off and uh, normally for anybody who doesn't know, nor I work on Bourbon street, New Orleans. I work three days a week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday afternoon. That's my current schedule. I've worked nights. I've worked days and nights. I've done a lot, uh, but my current schedule schedule, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two to six fifteen, And generally what we do since we're in the same room, there's only one other band. We have to strike the stage. Um, and let the other band, you know, set up. But we put all our stuff in the back of the club, all of us. We put it in this, like, big corner, dark mm -hmm. corner of the club, and just pile everything there. And it was, it was uh, uh, so the weekend prior to... And it's been there for years, Steve, right? Yeah. I mean, it, like, that's the norm. Yeah, it's the norm. Um, and so this past weekend, I didn't work. Um, I wanted to catch up on CBC stuff, but... The, the weekend prior on Saturday, we had put our stuff in the back and then came in Sunday and my base was gone. Um, and we looked everywhere. Sometimes people, you know, will move things around in a club and people that work at the club are looking. Um, we asked the night band if they knew anything and nobody did. So the guess is that it was crowded. It was packed that night or busy at least. And there was and there were a lot of kids in town. There were a lot of college kids. Um, so the yeah, guess is that, yeah the, yeah, the guess is that like a drunk college kid saw it and it was, it was in a place where it was kind of easy to pick up. And I, I put it there cause we had to rearrange the way it was in the back for some stupid reason. Um, and it was, it was probably just accessible, more accessible than normally. And the guess is that somebody just picked it up and walked out with it. It was in a gig, gig bag, black gig bag, easy to just carry out without anybody noticing. Um, Very uncool, though, man. Just, you know. Yeah. Still just such douchey people in the world. Yeah. And I don't know. You know, I, I was bummed about it. I that, So that day I used uh, Sonny, our keyboard player. He also has a bass and he lives nearby. So he went and grabbed the bass 
and uh, use that for the day on Sunday. And then uh, well, that was good. At least he was close by and had a, a backup. Yeah, that helped because I, I normally would carry a second base with me. And lately I just haven't been, uh, I think because in the summer or no, because it, it was getting cold um, and uh, I didn't want to, to leave another base in my trunk. Um, so I, I hadn't been taking it. And uh, so I didn't have him with me. Well, here's the thing too. Like, so what kind of mindset do you have going on stage with, you know, knowing that you get there and you're like, ah, oh, my base is not there. Then you search high and low for it. You can't find it. Not sure if it's really gone, if it's stolen, if it's misplaced, if it got moved. So like, what's your mindset? Like uh, on that first gig when you're back there and, you know, playing on Sonny's base, are you thinking about it or are you, forcing yourself to stay you know uh present to the moment that you're on stage playing it was kind of neither it was i was um i was just resigned to it uh, as soon as it happened like uh you know, as soon as i went to where it would be and I, di I didn't see it at that very moment i thought okay it's possible that it was taken and mm. and right at that moment i was just kind of resigned to it i didn't I didn't panic. I didn't get pissed. Um, I was just like, you know, a little bit bummed, I, you know, obviously, but I was sort of just resigned to it. I, I didn't like feel like I needed to, to react in any way. Um, you know, and I was sunny. Was sunny there yet? Like, were you thinking yeah. in your mind, like, what am I going to do for a base? If, if I, if it's not here? No, sunny was there. He was, cause we all get there pretty early and we set up and we have chill time. And, uh, he was, as soon as, I mentioned to him, like, I don't know where my base is. Um, he said, Hey, if you need one, I'll go grab my base. So, you know, it was as cool. simple as that. He, he, a couple blocks away from the club he lives. And uh, how was it playing on someone else's base for the gig? It was fine. It was a nice base. I, um, I can't remember what the brand was, um, but it was five string, which is what I wanted, which is what I normally play. And, uh, and with comfortable action was good. Yeah, it was fine. It was, yeah, it felt comfortable right away. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of bummed me out during the course of the gig, but I, I didn't really let it affect me, um, all that much. It, certainly nobody could tell that was no, there. No, great resilience and resolve, you know, it's a shitty thing to have happen. And, and I think whatever I was thinking about at the time was, was just, let me make sure with the night band, you know, and, uh, one of the guys from the night band comes in super early and a uh, super nice guy too, like sweetheart guitar player great player and uh we were the last guy you would suspect that would steal yeah the yeah but everyone everyone's a suspect though but i i had posted it on facebook as soon as uh as soon as i realized it was gone i posted on facebook that you know somebody walked out with my base if anybody sees it let me know um because a lot of my facebook friends are new orleans musicians and you know mm -hmm. they would so um uh i put up a picture of me playing it and a couple other people did pictures that they had taken of me so they got good angles of the base um, but you know that's 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 probably not likely that it, it's going to be found that way it was probably a you know like i said just a kid mm. these rotten kids today yeah well um listen yeah. onward and upwards you'll get a different base you know you'll save up some oh i got one already oh do tell <laughs> i went to the store today and i bought a base yeah yeah. Notice how I'm staying off the mic, so I'm not blowing out your ears thank on you, that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Can't I, promise I'll do it again that way, though. Yeah, I, I, I let it kind of marinate for, for a little while. 
after that happened. And then I took this past weekend off, which was really very helpful. Uh, not that it takes all that much time for the gig. It's a two hour or, or four hour and 15 minute gig, but it's really, it really ends up taking up the whole day and I get home and I'm not, I have no energy to work and I really need to get caught up with this new website and, and all that um, on everything. Um, so I kind of let it marinate for a while. And then I have a, a five string specter here, which I love. And I've had it for 20, over 20 years, hmm. but it's got, I plugged it in and tried to play a little bit and it sounds great, but it's, it's got some, some going on in the, in the, uh, with the pots, with the volume. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's no bueno. So I, so, and I did that last night and I'm like, all right, I'll go buy a new bass tomorrow. And I went to uh, a place called CNM, which is a, a local music store here in New Orleans area. And I told Jason, my drummer, that I was going, and he said, oh, you know, make sure you ask for uh, so-and-so. Um, and he's like, I'll call him and let him know you're coming. Cool. And uh, Yeah, and I did, and uh, the guy was really cool, just super nice, laid-back dude, way better atmosphere than the major uh, music store chain. <laughs> that, that will remain nameless, but everyone remain knows nameless. what you're talking Everybody about. knows what it is. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, so totally laid back, really good selection. They had a beautiful specter there that I, it was like three grand now. And I was like, oh man, I want that so bad. It was five string beautiful. I got to uh, save my allowance for that one. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I bought, you know, a very inexpensive Ibanez. Um, and somebody asked what kind of bass I got. It's an Ibanez. It's, I'll show you. It's very inexpensive. Um, I don't know what, what the what it's called there. There's your headstock there. That's nice though. It's nice and it's a, shiny uh, piano black. Yeah, sound gear. I don't, you know, I'm not a gearhead. So if a bass feels good to me, looks good to me, sounds good to me, it's good. But, and, and I picked up a few of them in the store and this was one and it's super light and that's really a big plus for me too because I'm on stage for so long and uh, I really like, it, it, it affects my back with a heavy bass. This is super light. So that was, and the action's nice and low plays great um sounded great and uh it's light and i was like all right i'll you know that's it, it. spoke to you and here it, it is. spoke to me it did it, it felt it was the one that i picked up that it felt comfortable right away yeah, yeah whereas others you know you're like so that that uh that's seals the deal there for me because that's what it's about and you know i'll play Actually, it this weekend if it, and if it doesn't brother yeah i'll play it this weekend if if there's something about it i can always bring it back and to something else but for now yeah. now i'm good i got a, i had to get a, a new speaker too i blew a speaker in my 410 so mm. i ordered that today it's coming thursday and i'm gonna bring my cabinet in and have a have a good sound on, on the weekend it's busy time of year right. here tony yeah it's, yeah i know it's, 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 it's mardi, the time of year for you mardi gras season yeah and it's a lot of fun right now so i want to now i feel like okay i don't have anything to worry about i can go in Set up, play. Make sure I take my bass home with me. A lot of people yelled at me about that. Like, how could how could you leave your bass at the club? I always yeah, bring, with you, man. Yeah, I always bring my bass home, and I generally I do too. Uh, but it's it's New Orleans, and you have to sometimes you have to park really far away, and sometimes it's raining, you know, and you have well, to. Well, if it's really Norman, you've been doing it for years, you know, it's like you don't think anything about it. Well, you know? my bass, though, no, I, I would. 
more times than not, I, I, can't, I take my bass with me. Um, but yeah, but it's like, I'm carrying a backpack. I always carry my backpack. I always carry my cooler because I bring lunch and water and shit with me. Um, so it's like, all right, do I want to carry that and that and my base and walk nine blocks? And like, no, okay, I'll just leave my base here because I'll be here tomorrow. And that's that was that's what I think when when I do that. And, and does your cabinet stay on stage off to the side, or does that go in the back also? That goes in the back too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there used to be like sort of a house cabinet there that uh, this guy uh, Ryan had uh, left there because he was playing. He would play there like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or something like that, and. He just left his cabinet there for everybody to use, which was great. Then I, I was just using a head, but uh, now nowadays he's not playing there anymore. So, uh, so I've been using my own cabinet. I've just been using a two ten Mark Bass two ten, which sounds fantastic. If anybody any bass players out there ever mm. use uh, Mark Bass, the, the cabinets are great. They're super light cabinets too. And I was just using a two ten on stage, and then going through the PA, and that was that's enough. That really is enough for that. Room. And you mic in the cabinet, or you got direct out? I, I got direct out, yeah, direct out. So it's it's out front, so you can hear it well. Um, but I'd like to have a little rounder sound on stage, so I'm going to bring the 410 in this weekend and have the 210, and it'll be a nice fuller sound. And this bass is is a uh, is not active pickups, passive pickups, which mm. tend to be uh, less uh, less uh, output on them. The, the active it's not pickups. quite as hot. Yeah, it's not quite as hot. So, um, so I need a little extra, I think. So I ordered that speaker. I'm gonna fix that. Boom, and I'll have six tens on stage. So that that should be do it. That should do it. <laughs> uh, let's catch catch up on comments here. Um, John Thorpe said our live music scene has been dying here in Kamloops, British Columbia, since the COVID mm. days. How has your music scene recovered from those days? Is it better? Or did it take a hit too? It took a hit for a little bit, John, because uh, New Orleans is a tourist town, and uh, you know, people when pandemic, people were not traveling, so everything was closed uh, for about a year uh, here, and then slow reopen, slowly came back, and and it's been really kind of normal uh, for quite a while now. How about your scene, Tony? Tell yeah, the biggest thing I yeah. noticed is that, you know, we used to play 9.30 or 10 o'clock start to like 2 a.m. And now all the venues have gone to much earlier, like 7 to 11. Um, you know, if you're playing on a weekday, like say, um, or a weekend day, rather like a Sunday afternoon, 2 to 5. You know, so typically three-hour sets now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Friday, Saturday nights, four hours. Um, but everything's been pushed up. So you're done by 11 o'clock, you know, by midnight, you're done breaking down. Places are closing. So, you know, they might be open till two, but the bands are not playing, you know, till the very, very end of the night now. And we're not starting nearly as late as we used to. So that's kind of nice to start earlier. Like I'm playing um, next Wednesday, six to 10, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on a Wednesday night. And then that following Sunday, two to five. So there you go. And that or, you know, it's it's definitely nice not getting home four o'clock in the morning, especially after working all day. So, you know, I would say there's just as many places that are having bands, if not more. A lot of town festivals, you know, we get booked for a lot of those, like spring, summer festival, um, outdoors. Usually get six or eight of those on top of whatever gigs we might have. Mm-hmm. And we've got maybe 18 gigs already this year, 20 gigs on the calendar. Oh, okay, that's nice. 
So uh, without the summer gigs. So we've been averaging like 30, you know, 35, somewhere in that vicinity. Just enough. Um, cool. Yeah, but but do you think uh, the, the, the whole time thing is COVID related or is it? A-, a lot of it is. I mean, some of the clubs that were traditionally late night, maybe it was 10 to 2, might be now 9 to 1. You know, they may have altered it slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think a lot of these, the, the time changes too were because it was outdoors only for a while after COVID mm-hmm. and, you know, sound ordinances in town. So they're starting earlier, you know, like before dinner or in the afternoon to get around that, you know, after eight o'clock, um, you know, if you're outdoors, people start calling. It's probably a blessing because the generation that would go out, you know, kind of our generation, and I hear this a lot about why can't bands start earlier? You know, why, why can't concerts start earlier so we can get home, you mm. know, earlier? Because a lot of people have, uh, you know, day jobs and children and they have to get babysitters and they have to like all sorts of things like that. And um, yeah, it's people... a lot easier to say, it's a lot easier to get people out to say, hey, we're, we're playing seven to 11 than to say we're playing 10 to two. Yeah, exactly. Because it's already late. I mean, not, you know, not that it was a problem getting people out, but there's definitely a bigger crowd I've seen. Uh, earlier, you know, because you get a dinner crowd and then they stay as opposed to your dinner crowd. And then by the time they're departing, you're just setting up. So right. at least you're halfway through your set and the dinner crowd is still there. And if you're good and they like you, they typically will stay after they're done eating. You know, they'll go grab a drink at the bar and they'll hang out. Right. Um, yeah, but I, I, I see that a lot. So that maybe, you know, is working in your benefit. But, um, I don't know who this is. Facebook user. If you're in the group, you got to let stream your your name. But mm. said, except barn properties, Tony, they didn't get the memo. I don't know what that means, barn properties. So that's like uh, Black River Barn, Rockaway Uh-oh. River Barn. They still do the 10, 1030 to like 2, 230 type thing. You know, they're, they're, they're late nights. And I did get the memo. Um, but, I, <laughs> but, I, I don't, but I don't play any of those places. I know Jimmy no, played a couple of those places. He said so. they didn't get the memo. Yeah. Oh, no, they definitely got the memo. Oh, they did. Because well, I, they've always been late night, and we've always said that, like a 9.30 start there. But those, like, Black River Barn is typically, you know, that place doesn't get going till like, 11 o'clock for whatever reason, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a second stop for people, but it's um, it's definitely, you know, we every time we played there, it was it was always a, a busy night. I think you know, so. And, and, I think that might be a second stop. Like, let's go eat to, at this restaurant, and then let's go grab a beer at the bar. Yeah, Rockaway Riverborn, not so much the place that we played there was kind of hit or miss, but Black Riverborn, we had a lot of good gigs there. And they were late night, you know, like I said, we wouldn't start there until 9.30. And then that place got rocking like around 11 o'clock. So by the time you were going to the third set, that, that place was usually pretty busy and, and a lot of people having a good time. You know, it's a place they get up to dance on on top of the bar. Yeah. All kinds of shenanigans going on. People falling down, splitting their heads open. Oh, drunk. my God. Good, good time. Yeah, I played there with you. Oh yeah, plenty of times. I played there with you in a band called Outskirts. Tony and I used to play together. Um, yeah, uh, right next to the pizza oven. Al- almost place. twenty years ago now. Yeah, the pizza it? oven. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just, it's just, it was such a, a cliche band in the corner kind of setup for the, you know, the, the, yeah, and you set up in fr- in front of the the egress exit for the fire door. The exit door. You can't block the fire door. It's like impossible to set up. I used to set up sideways. Yeah, you know, the, like the the the, the you're sitting there looking at the band, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm looking over my hi-hat, we'll say, you know, right. so I'm looking over my hi-hat this way at the crowd, 
you know, facing the rest of the band looking at me and they're all facing the crowd because you try to set up straight on. It was just too much of a footprint and or you're up yeah. against the side of the pizza oven and there was like no room to get by. Yeah. So we well, would great, great, great load in that place, though. The door, the, the door was right there. Right yeah. You pull your car, you open the door, you load in. Yeah. Five but steps. Not only did we have to do that, like leave the, the space for the exit door, but we had to. I don't know what. I don't know because I thousand dollar fine, five thousand dollar fine. Yeah, yeah. Block that door. <laughs> you got five thousand dollars, then don't block the door. Right. I played there with a band called Mad Rabbit that I used to play in, and uh, yeah, it's going back twenty five years ago now. Uh, and we would have our wedges, and I think you guys did it too. Your floor wedges in front of you for yeah. vocals. So that served as the barrier between the band and the people. I, I was not going to say crowd, although it, although it would get crowded. Yeah, tripping over all over your speakers. Yeah, so the, the 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 big part of the bar was comprised of the bar itself, and and it was you know all the way around was a bar. You know, you could be on any side of it, very long in the room, and then on our side it was kind of the short side, and people would kind of gather there to watch the band and dance and and whatnot, and so you know we felt like it was this invisible wall. You know your mic stands, your your uh, your floor wedges as your monitors, where people. Yeah. You know this is the line right here. You don't go past this line. We we we're not going to come past this line. Maybe we will, but that's it, your perceived barrier <laughs> that no one respects. It's our right. <laughs> yeah, but it's our prerogative to cross that line. But you should not cross this line. You should understand that there is an invisible wall here that you cannot pass. Yes. But yes, people would do it, and people would do it accidentally most of the time where they were tripping over tripping over kicking your cables out of your monitors tripping over monitors falling into the band spilling drinks all over everybody coming up to talk to the band not realizing that the monitors are on the floor and taking a header right in front of you grabbing I mean, the mic grabbing the yeah. mic stand oh yeah grabbing the mic stand as they're falling into you or, or as they're dancing <laughs> smashing the mic and the mic hitting singer in the face oh, taking man. shots it's, it's great you know, great uh, vantage point from the drummer's view man i never got any you know I never took on any any damage, but I, I witnessed all kinds of carnage. In front oh, yeah, yeah. But I tell you, those are some of my favorite gigs and my favorite. I love the local bar, man. And back then you could smoke, too, you know, so people were smoking in, in the bar. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, spilling drinks, buying the band shots, which was always great. But, crazy dancing on the bar and falling off the top on the, the bar and crashing onto people that are not paying attention that you're behind them and – Oh yeah, all kinds of antics. Clothes coming off sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. People... I saw some people get very hurt, like falling down there, and you and you you think that they're not getting up, and they would get up and just keep going, <laughs> and you're like, man, they are definitely going to be feeling that tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> uh, so good they times. Are up. Good, good times. times. Good times. And I don't remember what we got paid there. I think Barn would pay us fairly well, maybe like a buck fifty a man, something like that. Yeah, at the most. I mean that you know maybe $600 or something. It was not a very lucrative place. No, but you know, you know the, and, and, and it was a 4 a.m. Cause you know, you get out of there by the time you're done packing up, it's three o'clock. Yeah. And you hit the diner, which is on the way home right, <laughs> right there right. You know, on, on the highway. And then like, like I said, you're rolling in at like four thirty or five o'clock. Yeah. That was, but it was always a Friday or a Saturday night gig. So it was, it was good. You didn't yeah. have to get up at you know, crack of dawn the next day. So that was in North New Jersey for anybody that's following along here. Yeah, um, fun, fun time. North New Jersey. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break for the audio podcast. and. 
American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be right back. So um, I'm going to get some more of these comments now because uh, John kept commenting. He said uh, regarding uh, getting back to work post-COVID, he said, good to hear. What would you re- recommend to get more people into a venue? Well, John, I have an answer <laughs> for that. Wow, funny you should ask that question. Um, it seems hard to attract people to get into live music as opposed to the DJ stuff, John said. Um, it, it is definitely your location, because he mentions later, uh, he said uh, he needs to move to New Orleans or Nashville or something. Uh, New Orleans, is, there's a boatload of opportunity for musicians. And I don't know why more musicians don't come here, because it's it's a great place to live, and there's oodles of music. But... Uh, but what I was going to say is I wrote a book, ebook. it's called Get Him to the Show, and I did put a link in the description for it here, so if you want to check it out, and it's a good read, it's um, super helpful, and uh, if you, it doesn't work for you, you, I'll give you your money back, it's only 10 bucks, and like I said, link in the description, and it just talks about how to build your audience online, the right way to do it, the easy way to do it, the quick way to do it, and how to, tra- uh, you know, turn that into people coming t- to see you play and in turn making you more money and blah 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 um so i highly recommend that you check that out john and anybody else that's listening get them to the show.com that's g g e t e m t o t h e s h o w get them to the show get them to the show steve dot com um so uh um yeah so john also said clubs run till two Maybe it'd be better to start and close earlier. I think so. You know, I think that's really an answer. But it does, again, depend on your location and the clientele and what they're used to. So, like you said, barn out there in... in uh, yeah, uh, and those places kind of have built-in crowds to some extent, you know, and a lot of the bands play the same songs. So another big thing that we've come across, you know, with OC5 is that just the set list, having a different set list than everyone else plays has fared very well for us for getting people to the show because they come to the show and they say, I can't believe you played that song. Like, I've never seen a band play that song. Right. You know? So that's that that's kind of been our shtick is that we don't play the normal cover band fair. Yeah. And it's worked, you know? It, it's 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 it, We have great success with it. I see it work a lot for a lot of bands because people uh, in Cover Band Central every day in the group post live shots or live video of their gigs. And, and I'm always interested most more than anything else i'm interested to see what song they're playing Mm. what's what song did they pick what song did they pick that they're willing that they really want to share with an audience that they feel is really good and more often than not it's a song i wouldn't expect or i've never heard before or 
you know, it's not your standard Jesse's girls or don't stop leaving. Although they do come up, mm-hmm. um, I'll see different songs. You know, sometimes it's a song I never heard of too. And I'll be like, Oh, okay. Who is this artist? And let me check out the original. And it's a great way to discover music. And I, I applaud you and your band for doing that. And uh, there is definitely a market for it for sure. There's, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are tired of hearing the same old cover band songs. Um, however, you know, the opposite is true. There's a lot of people that expect to hear Don't Stop Believing and Living Under. And I think the venue really dictates that too, you know, and sure. your your geographic area, where you're playing, what state you're in, the clubs you're playing, what your following expects, you know. Are you in a new room, you know, are you in uh, one of your standard, you know, rooms that you always play where they're kind of, you know, you've been there before, they know what to expect. So if you're adding new songs to your repertoire, you know, they are in that same genre of the songs that you've been doing. So at least it's the expectation to say like, wow, it's going to be fun to see what song they do next. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is fun. And that would be fun for me too, as, as a, uh, audience member. Um, so John says we do different set lists from everyone else too. It works well. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever works for you. You try things. Um, and it really does help to have a, a big catalog of music to choose from in case you do play that gig where, it's a bachelorette party and they want to hear Jesse's girl and they want to hear something 69, mm-hmm. you know, those are songs you really need to know. Those are like the, the, the standard songs that you should know. It's like the, uh, I'm trying to, I had an analogy and it just disappeared, hmm. but, uh, uh, Rose thinks you're a handsome man, Tony. Thanks Rose. I think so too. Sometimes some days. Yeah. Um, good. Yes, you, that's why we have Tony here. <laughs> that's it. I'm just, I'm just here for eye candy and for support for Steve. That's it. Yes, that's it. And I got a good background. Right. Uh, for those of you who listen to the audio podcast, you can see this on video, the replay for it, on the Cover Band Central YouTube, chan- YouTube channel. It's probably the easiest way to get there. For um, sure. But it's in the CBC group on Facebook and the CBC page on Facebook as well. Uh, but so let's get to this website. And I'll talk for the audio podcast. I'll talk you through it so you can see what um, we're seeing. Yeah, take us on a tour, Steve. Let's see the new and improved cover band central website. Yeah. Time Machine says you're looking dapper, Tony. Dapper. I like that. I should dress nicer. Yes, dapper. dapper. Do I really want to look dapper? I got my Foo Fighters t-shirt on, so I'm definitely (laughs) dapper. Like I said, we we had this format of like uh, a... social media site and it just wasn't working so we went and completely revamped it so we're going to take a look at and see what it is and if you want to go there it's coverbandcentral.com i did put a link in the description for this um as well and now we got to interrupt because she loves your drums too you're handsome in front of your drums yeah well the drums make it you know like i said i'm a hologram i'm the (laughs) fake part the background's real i'm i'm fake all right here we go um so here it is so you go to the home page like this and it it works great on mobile too. Yeah, look at that guy's having a great time right there. Yeah, so just a little slideshow of pictures in there. You got your menu up top here. Um, you can check out all the articles by category. This is all articles I've written um, for anybody who plays. Um, and uh, video of the week too. We did. Yeah, video of the week. We've done. We spotlighted some artists there. 
and there's also a spotlight artist section too where we went deeper into some artists out there all cover band artists all great killer cover yeah. bands that are out there that you should know about and you know link to the podcast here and and uh all the other article categories gallery and it's on categories based on like instruments bass drums uh guitar keyboards vocals whoopsie gear gigs these are all memes i've made over the years and i'm adding to them all the time and especially uh the uh, musicians quotes is like famous people and inspirational quotes that, that they've given and i try to pick some good ones and tips too i do a tip of the day anybody follows along with that on the cover band central page they're all in here in the meme gallery and then a uh, link to the aforementioned ebook and then contact if you want to get in touch uh so we're gonna scroll down just great a job picture of me a pretty cool bio uh, any of the latest articles that we've written will show up here uh there's another thing for the ebook if you want to grab it uh, link to our instagram which is highly active as well TikTok, all the uh the the, the reels yeah. that i've done uh-huh we got more coming there good luck uh you want to sign up for the newsletter there it is And uh, recent Facebook posts. Yeah. Link to that. This very podcast. There's stuff in there on our YouTube Steve, this channel. This is excellent. This is outstanding. And this that's is the it, future. Baby. This is this is exciting. This is 2024. Thank you, Tony. Yes. Um, yeah, Chonk did an amazing job with this, and we made it nice and simple and sleek, and it looks beautiful, and it runs uh, seamlessly. And there's a lot of really good content there. Um, so I encourage you to read through the articles, check it out, find a meme that makes you laugh or makes you uh, this think is or huge. makes you inspired. Share it huge, with Steve, your favorite huge. Uh, platform. Yes. John John said good job on the site. He said it looks good. Thank you, John. And you can thank Chunk as well. Uh, all right. So, oh, and Time Machine said, yes, get the book. Best money you spent in the years. Time machine, thank you for saying Time it. Machine. He or she or both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I put a lot into that, a lot of thought well, it into it, and a lot well of care and love into that. And uh, you'll get something gimmicks. out of it. It's really for sure. you know, tried and true, uh, yeah. you know, tactics, and it's a testament to all your years of playing and your knowledge of, of how to do it. No, no, the how to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. How to market well, not it, so to, much the playing, but more media, of the how to you know, internet playing, marketing. Like, almost to me, it's like the playing is the, is the the primary thing, right? Like you have to. You have to be good at what you do and you have to present a great show and you have to do the best that you can. Right. And that's one only one aspect of the many. Right. Of getting people to the show, because you could be the best drummer, the best guitar player, the best cover band. And if no one knows about you, you're still going to have nobody at your show, no matter how great you are. Exactly. Exactly. You got to let 
people know about you. People so need to know, they know about, about you. They come and see like you, and they you like you, and they love you. Play. They need to know about you. Um, and that's and so on and so on. I yeah. sure do. Steve. And then they it's tell like, two you know, friends, and so on and so on. You spend you that money that on commercial? the book because you're worth it. <laughs> remember that commercial? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Good stuff. Same uh, kind of category there, yeah. You know, shampoo, cover bands, it's all relative. So, um, yeah, going. I think so. Could be. Maybe. <laughs> was it shampoo? That's right, because you're worth it. I think it was L'Oreal. Yeah. Because you're worth it. That's scary if that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, going forward, um, we're going to hit a million followers this year, which I'm really psyched about. We just, we're up to eight. We're on Facebook. We're up to eight. Woo! We're up to 880,000. 80, and, and uh, yeah, it'll be, you know, within the next few months. Yeah. Which is a really in, insane milestone for me. And I know there's other pages out there that have millions of followers and oh, stuff, but I just did this little old me by myself. A million and followers. then it's going to be a million people following. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we're going to have a lot of cool shit coming up this year. Uh, a lot of interviews. Um, we're going to, Tony and I are going to line up some inter interviews for the show. I might do, do some other solo interviews too. Um, uh, just going to be way more no, active this year. Not. No, that's no, a, that, three, that's over. That was last year. See, this is 2024 now. With anything. With anything. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Right. Gonna stop. Unless we get hit with a meteor or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to yeah. have a merch store where we're going to have some cool stuff like this, like this that says Cover Band Central, yeah. but, but some other uh, different cool. Yeah, we'll get the Tony wig. Oh, that's a great idea. Because exactly. it's like the Guy Fieri uh, hairdo, you know. They got the Guy Fieri like uh, Halloween uh, costume. Yeah. wigs. All right, I'll work on that. Johnny, make quotes on that. I got my Dude, make that happen. Right make now. The... Tony wigs. Real hair. The Tony wig. Real hair. <laughs> And the what Tony we'll do is when I get my hair cut, the, I'll save the hair. And the we'll Tony goatee, too. we got to be authentic. No, my hair grows pretty fast. I could probably, I could probably bang out. Like well, then you can only sell one wig. At we'll, we'll see very... what the demand is. If the demand gets to be too much, then I may have to go to other resources. <laughs> Six wigs a year. Find gray horses or something. Yeah, that's still yeah. very exclusive. Oh, indeed. I mean, be a lot more than $10, I could tell you that much. We're going to have to charge a lot of money for that. <laughs> be the wisdom, wisdom wig. That's what look for that more wig. in the merch store coming up nice. later this year. It'll all be on. Who is the wig? It'll all be go. on CoverBandCentral.com. It's the home of all that stuff and more. Um, so yeah, I encourage everybody to go check that out. Yes. Um, so uh, what else is coming? So what's been going I'm on in your music world? I think we kind of skipped um, over that. A little bit. What's uh, so I've OC once again, five, I've, I've the band is going through <laughs> another growth stage where we have a member who's departing, who's actually wants to play less and spend more time with family, which is respectable. Um, but the rest of the, the guys in the band don't want to slow down, which is also great. Okay. So we've been auditioning, you know, tons of people. In uh, I don't know if you've been through those types of you know events, but. Auditions are always fun. You get to meet a lot of fun people, a lot of eclectic, different, talented people. 
um, very hard to decide. I, have. I, I love it too. And the fun part about auditioning is it's not so much about I love it. I the love, level of I love talent auditioning. because everyone comes and they're very prepared and they're all very good musicians, you know? It's more about finding that, like, the kindred spirit that's going to click with the band, mm -hmm. you know, the person that fits in that you can see is going to be fun to play with. Because mm -hmm. um, we've all been in bands where you have someone who's, you know, just not a good person, has an ego, um, you know, thinks they're better than they are. And that's a drag, you know? So, you know. Yeah, I think because you, you spend, end up spending more time actually hanging out with each other than you do playing. Yeah, so you have to find somebody it's easy that, that you get along with. And they talk about that you know, a lot. You have a gun. Insights that doesn't get offended if you want to present something to them that's different than what they want to do. Right. Um, you know, people that are genuinely want to be in the band that are honored to be in the band. You know, we got a lot of that. Like, you know, and, and it helps that we're established to where we're not just starting. You know what I mean? So we're filling a void, but we've already have up and running gigs, clubs, promoters. You know, people following. So you know, we're a known entity, so to speak. So this way, when auditioning they're not just coming and saying oh well you know I, I sing in my garage you know a lot of people right. are coming from other bands or saying like hey I, you know i wasn't planning on leaving my band but this is a great opportunity um you know it's telling too sometimes people come in they say you know really uh you know love the band great musicianship you guys are all great fun to hang out with but i'm more of a rock guy like a heavier band you know and not the eclectic mix of songs that we do, which is great, you know, because then they're mm -hmm. not going to be a good fit. So, you know, the, the key is finding someone that has mutual interest, like you said, shared love of the music that we do, um, is a talented musician that can, you know, perform at a level that we need them to, but also is a fun person to hang out with, you know, and, um, you know, we're getting close, we're narrowing it down. So I think within the next month or so, we're going to have right. uh, the replacement in, you know, in the seat. And they'll be up to speed. A lot of songs to learn, you know, probably 70 songs and not your common cover band fair. So it's going to be a little bit of a mission. Um, but the, the member that is departing, you know, has graciously said, you know, listen, I'm sure. not leaving on any bad terms. So I'll stay as long as you guys need me to. And I'll do as many gigs as I can until you find a replacement. So that's helpful, too, because then we're not under the gun to say, well, we can't book any gigs. Right. Because, you know, we already have, you know, like I said, almost 20 gigs on the books already for this year. Um, if we had waited and said, well, we don't know if, when we're going to have a replacement. We don't know what we're going to do. If that person just got up and left and said, listen, I'm done after this is my last gig. I'm not coming back again. That's a hardship. And it's really difficult um, because then you the pressure of having to get a replacement and you're canceling gigs. And you know what yeah, happens yeah, yeah. is, you know, they're booking now through September. So if you don't get a replacement till March or April, and then you start trying to book gigs, you know, you're looking at like fall, you're not gonna have anything for the summer, you know, or the spring. So we, we, we book this, you know, business as usual. Right. And, um, you know, as reluctant as a couple right. of the guys were saying, well, what's gonna happen? We don't know. They said, let's just full speed ahead. We'll have somebody just believe that it's gonna happen and, and, you know, book the gigs like we normally would and we'll keep going. And so far it's been working out. Good. That, I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, it's exactly. like the build it and they will come mentality, you know, just, yeah. just act as if, you know, and then we, act and as then if we're going to be good. energy in the band, you know, you know and, it'll be and, fun, and it'll be different good. personality. Um, it's just, but it, yeah, I do. Yeah. 
That's what I was going to say. I, I love about the audition process. One of the things is if you're doing like one of those sort of marathon, you know, three or four hour auditions where you have people coming in one after the other, it's great. It's great camaraderie with the band, you know, because you're, you're generally like, in my experience anyway, you give uh, them three, four or five songs, the people that are auditioning to learn. And they all get the same songs. So then you end up playing all day. You end up playing these songs over and over and over again, yep. which gets you tighter, which gets you, you know, it just gets you more familiar with stuff. And it's, and w when you change one element in a band, it changes the entire dynamic. So you have these different oh, people sure. coming in. And, and they're different from these the different singer singers that you have now. This and as much as I'm going to miss the person that's um, departing, and, you know, because I really you, enjoy playing with them. Um, and he's a great musician as well. You know, it, it's, you know, we're forced mm -hmm. to have to move forward. So it's exciting to get a different energy in the band. And like you said, what we did too, was we said, Hey, here's, you know, here's 50 songs that we do in our rotation on a regular basis, pick 10 that you're really comfortable with. because, you know, again, they're not American girl, Jesse's girl. It's not, okay. you know, it's not your run of the mill stuff. So out of those 50 songs, some people will say like, right. I know these three or four and I could work on these five. And you can definitely tell, that's my biggest thing about auditions is you can definitely tell okay. when someone's singing or playing a song that they've done before, their level of comfortability, the way their ownership of it, their confidence in it, you know, as opposed to something that they're kind of learning or they're working on and it's a little right. shaky. Um, but, you know, on the flip side of that, too, is they're doing the best they can with it. And some people come and they really bring it like they say, hey, I never sang the song before, but I'm going to give it my best shot. And they do you know, and they kill it. It's great. Do you get people coming in like performing a, a of like, both. as if they're on stage um, some or they all real comfortable? You can tell people that have been in bands and, and are used to, you know, being in front of an audience and a crowd comfortable singing. Um, some people coming in that don't know the songs, you know, reading off an iPad or an iPhone, um, and just, you know, concentrating more on singing the parts correctly, the phrasing correctly, the yeah. timing, you know, the lyrics more so than than looking like they're having a great time, you know. But then as soon as they get to a song that they're comfortable with, they fall right into it because they're not looking at their phone. And that's really what you try to get a feel for, because it's like, you know, you can't really judge everyone on their audition, so to speak. Right. Because it's not really a true testament of how they're going to be 10 gigs in you know what i mean once they're comfortable with them they know a song because you know you're going to play a song that you've played a hundred times differently sure. than the song that you you know you know that you've listened to but you've never really played it with a band so you go home and shed it a little bit and then you go and do it with the band and it's just a little bit different you know right i mean as long as you're solid and you know the parts you know and your confidence is there um yeah but that's the other thing too is like how prepared people come you know some people come super prepared some people come kind of prepared um we haven't had anyone that came unprepared um mm -hmm. and we also weeded through you know a bunch right. of audition you know send us a video so this way we're not taking in 50 people you know you're you're narrowing it down to the best 10. Mm -hmm. oh it's been a lot, of fun, a lot of fun good 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 yeah it's great this this age we live in where you can Oh yeah, yeah, no. Back when I was doing no, that, the past no had like you know run the gamut. Hey, we got twenty people that are interested, how, so we're going to do you know <laughs> ten this week and ten next week. And oh boy, you wish you had sorted through some of those. Yeah, but it made for a good story. Right. Um, yeah. So how? What's the room no, set? No, we rehearse at, all at, like kind um, of you know, as if you were be on stage or guy, in a circle. And he has or, a full like, PA uh, microphone for everybody. 
So I'm, I'm sitting behind drums and I'm facing out, we'll say. To my left is uh, keyboards. So Jim's right off my hi-hat. And then just to my right is bass. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, no, he's facing me because the room is like an L. And is he facing you or is he facing out? Right? So, um, okay. You know, he'll be on one side of me facing, but he's looking at, yeah. you know, okay. across at the bass player and the guitar player. And then the singer is facing us. So everyone's kind of in a circle, semi-circle, but we're all facing each other. So for the auditions, I'm, mm. I'm directly facing, you know, the singer, as is the bass player, as okay. is, you know, That's the keyboard player, and then the guitar player is also facing, you know, so Jim and the key, and the, imagine Jim and the guitar player looking at each other, and then me and the singer looking at each other, and the bass player is to my right, looking straight out. So you're kind of like in a stage setup, but not exactly. But it's, it's more intimate that way, and you can make eye contact gotcha. with everybody, and because he has the PA and the mixer, um, you know, he's able to control it. And obviously we're playing at a very subdued volume. Um, you know, we're not bashing and playing like we're at a show because we want to hear the person that's auditioning, you know, so we're giving them room. So I'm playing you know, right, very right. subdued with a lot of dynamics and just, you know, keeping time so that they can, you know, hear themselves. Um, and interesting too, like some people come in, they're like, check one, two, good. Yeah, I'm good. Other people come in, they're like, oh, I need a little more high end, a little more of this. Other people come with their own little board like they got their own little rig, you know, which is a big step up because now you say well, that person's really serious Ooh, about this okay. because they're actually bringing equipment with them. Yeah. Mm, yes. Does is anybody yes. coming without a mic? Yes. Yeah. One or two people have come with. <laughs> that's that kills me. When when a singer shows up, like it happens to me here in New Orleans too. Sometimes a sub will show up or or something like. And be like, anybody got a mic? Like, are you kidding me? You got be, some like, sticks, if I went to a, a sub and be like, anybody got a bass? <laughs> you didn't bring your bass, so yeah, that's a yeah, big no, red flag to me. If they show up in an like audition. Everyone's been really good. I mean, we've had like, really great, you know, uh, turnout and great talent. So it's been hard decisions, and we've had you know both male and female audition, um, which are two different dynamics, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Not really a preference. You have a preference really looking for the best just fit. looking for the best fit. You know, but I will say after running through these auditions that it seems like the okay. male singers for the songs that we do are a better fit. You know, but I wouldn't be opposed to having a male and a female singer if we could. Okay. That would be great because then you have the whole gamut of range of all yeah, kinds of that's stuff, ideal. You know I mean? We have that a lot here in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that a lot here in New Orleans. There's a lot of bands that have two. A lot. I mean, most bands have two singers anyway, and quite often. And what's it's interesting a too is when they come and say, "Well, which, you know, yeah, it opens I have a set list too of so many fifty songs, songs that I do with my band," and say, "Okay, what are some of those songs?" And maybe there's some crossover, you know. And that's helpful to say, like, let's ha let's okay. do a song that they do with their band on a regular basis that they're comfortable with, and they're gonna. And confidence and they're going to be used to performing it and they're going to, you know, they're going to own it. Yeah, that's a good as idea. As opposed to learn five songs that they've never done before. Yeah. Right. Yeah, if they come in with a song and they try to challenge you and say, oh, do you guys know this song? Yeah. And maybe somebody knows it in the band and then you try, you can try to play play through it and see. That's a good like, little turn there, a uh, little uh, advice to anybody who's auditioning for a band. 
you know, take that. Learn what they want you to learn, but also, you know, throw them some. See what they, how they sure. react. Because you're, when you go to an audition, oh, yeah. you're auditioning them too. They're auditioning you, but you're you're auditioning them. You know, and if you're you know been around for a while, you know, and you, you want to you be, picked, be you don't want to hastily just jump into a situation want, and then so, find out six months um, down the road and so, yeah, ten gigs later and seventy songs in that it's not the right fit. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of fun, man. I, I wish I, it's been forever since I auditioned for anybody or had to be in a situation to audition. Yeah, I mean, people. here in New Orleans, lineup, we don't have rehearsals. You know, we don't three, have auditions. Four years we now just, since I joined the band, it's been the same guy. The gig. Um, you know, we added a lot of diverse new songs to the set, you know, kind of in yeah. the genre that we do. And it's been a lot of fun. So it's, we've, you know, not everyone's gotten complacent, but it's been, you know, when you play with the same guys for that long, it it's becomes great. like a machine. Like, you know, you know, like you have the same players. Everyone knows what everyone's doing. You play the song a certain way. You do this certain fill, this certain lick, the certain vocal chop pickup oh, yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And it becomes like, you get really used to that. So it's, 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 it's interesting to now have a different dynamic. Um, but it's exciting too, you know, but it's, it's definitely going to be um, different and it's going to be better. That's great. I look forward to hearing your band and seeing video clips of your band. Um, yes, you did share a drum thing with me recently that you did. Cool. Okay. And I don't yeah. have it here, but I'm going to have Excellent. it for next week so I can show show it to the, uh, the audience and they can hear it. And uh, and uh, we'll talk about. Uh, all right, let me catch up on some of these comments. What position <laughs> are you playing? The answer that uh, Chong said you should outsource your quality control. Channel. I got to keep an eye on that. And, you know. And they'll make you. Yes, that's good. Yes, they'll 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 mass produce the Tony wig. Uh, uh, so Chunk also said we we we'd always have the auditioner select mm -hmm. three songs from our set to play, and give us yeah. give us two songs to learn that they were comfortable with. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair trade off. Three and two, I like that. Uh, I like being able to set up though, like as if you were on stage. I remember there was a, yes, I think it yeah. was at Stars yeah, in Fairfield in New Jersey, where uh, they, yep. the rehearsal rooms. I, I I believe they had a mirror, Future if I'm stars. not mistaken, or at least in at least in a, one or or a couple of those rooms, and yeah, and you could set up see yourself, um, you could see everything. as as if you were on stage, and then look towards the mirror, so you know you could see everybody, and then when a singer would come in, they could do that as well. Uh, there was one day I remember specifically, it was, uh, let's get Bernie Schaefer. Mm -hmm. You know Bernie Schaefer? He played in a band called Screaming Nudes, which was after this audition thing, that kind of, this audition thing led to that. And I, I was just really there for, to help him out with the auditions. Um, but we were there like all day. It was just girl after girl after girl. He was looking for a good girl singer coming in and, and uh yeah we didn't have any mirrors and rather you know, look at someone's back the whole time well. we just figured yeah. it'd be better so yeah i know but it was it was nice though, to have interaction well you're used to that you're a drummer and, uh, and so you you, know, you have to look at backs at and you. asses and you can also see their dynamic and their interest and in, you know their expressions so it was good yes yes good stuff tony Good stuff. All right. Well, we're glad to be back. Um, we'll be back next week, and we'll be doing this every week. 
uh, going forward with, uh, maybe an exception and here and there but onwards and upwards into 24 we'll be, here be great Tuesdays be better than ever yeah it's going to be a killer year I'm very excited for it. Uh, like we mentioned before, getting to the show.com is the uh, where you can get the ebook or you can get it from the website, coverbandcentral.com. We took you through it and showed you it looks really good. And uh, please check it out and check out some of the articles and memes and share them and have a little fun with that. Um, and you need to get in touch with me, Steve at coverbandcentral.com is how you can do that. I am very available pretty much everywhere, um, very accessible. We'll get some up, John. Uh, but you can go does to Tony. Have any videos of his band? Um, We're going to have to dig some out, John. If you're interested in Tony Wig, <laughs> it's not. Oh, yeah. buy it up. I wonder if that's taken. Going quickly. If it's not, you better you, you better snap that one up. Tony's hair dot com or Tony's hair. Either one would work. I don't know. All right. Thank you guys for watching, listening. We'll see you next week. Week. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.